Doesn't look like we're in focus. Huh. Looks like we are way out. Of, oh, that's better. We're as good as this webcam can work, I suppose. Right. So let me... looks like we're still out of focus. Now we're in focus again. It comes and goes. Let's see. Uh, is this sweet? It looks like it's trying to focus on the water bottles. Oh. Whatever. Like, I literally don't care. Just... Matthew Bowman says, can't stay. I'm getting my second shot. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And thanks for hanging out just for a little bit. Uh, Reed Parker says hello back. Up and so uh, welcome. Oh, wait. Do we oh. want to hold for sound and just do uh, it now? We do. All right. Okay. Holding for sound. Welcome to RCR podcast number 95, Beat the Champ. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. We are only, I guess, five more episodes away from number 100. I don't yeah. even know what we would do for number 100 other than that, like... Probably just get Ben to come over. Yeah, or or get, ben like, as over. many people as... Well, well, we've all gotten our shots anyway. So, like, it's just a mass podcast thing of just, yeah. like, we're running a whole round table deep. But, yeah. Uh, Usually yeah. when other people... I found this out with, like, when Burnash and... Uh, uh ben was on the show i just sort of like hang back because and let them talk it's nice isn't it yeah. it's like kind of being able to um sort of cede control to others and yeah. uh allow them to because they're guys who have a lot of um a deep bench of automotive know-how and yeah. knowledge and you know it's like it would be like if Matt Walsh were on the podcast. Oh, like that guy knows everybody. Just to get Matt Walsh on the podcast. Freaking I should legend. get Matt Walsh and uh, Cooper Tom once he gets his second shot. He should be on the podcast because he spent the whole thing. It, if you know who, uh, those of you, if you don't know who Cooper Tom is, if you remember when uh, Four Seasons Landscaping, that fiasco went on during the election, uh, Cooper Tom was the guy who uh, made the virtual reality for Seasons Landscaping, and that thing went viral. Um, right now, he's like working on a TR7 or something like that. Oh, wow. Or a Porsche 928. Or, or he bought two Porsche 928s, one that kind of works, and the other one as the parts car. But I don't know if he fell in love with both of them and is going to restore both of them. I don't know where the – like, he's probably watching, but uh, I don't know where Tom gets his money. Like, where – he used to be in IT, I think – he has like eight cars. I don't know how. I don't know the complete story. It's one of these guys who has money, but you're not exactly sure where it comes from. <laughs> um, Freddie. Oh, sorry. No, Freddie W in the chat. How was the gargling, Nick? How did they know I was gargling? Oh, I tweeted like we're, we're going oh. to podcast as soon as Nick gets done gargling. Oh, yeah. Cool. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt the story. I was just kind of like thrown. B-A-Z says it. it's always was in IT. Okay, so if someone has money, they don't appear to work, and they're clearly not doing, not, not dealing drugs. Um, it's probably just IT work. It's a weird Bob um, Sacamano situation. He is the Bob Sacamano. Yeah, I had someone ask me like what I do for a living. I just said automotive journalist because I don't want to deal with the question. It's exactly. too much to answer. It's like, oh, do you write for a publication? Do I know about it? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's trade publications. Mm. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, because then, then, then if you get into it, Evil Peach Two says I'm an accountant. Mm. 
Well, but I don't know if that's Tom, but he has his own, like, like if he were posting, he'd just be on his own YouTube channel that would just say, um, Guacamole says, are you guys gay? Uh, Nick isn't, I am. So hmm. there, there's your answer. There you go. Um, uh, so anyway, Tom has his own, um, uh, uh YouTube channel. So if he was commenting and watching like logic dictates, he was, he would be on his own. Otherwise I guess he'd be on a burner channel or something like that. Yeah. Um, evil peaches. I think people are just talking amongst themselves. Yeah. Um, it's still pretty I have early. a cookie I want to get, but I can't want to wait till it's special. Is it a sheets cookie? No, it's from the grocery store and they do this thing sometimes where they make their own cookies and then they sell them at the register hmm. and they sell them for five. It it's like, um, you know, like, uh, the Halloween can like in the hierarchy of Halloween candy, like typically top tier is name brand, yeah. name brand minis. Yeah. It's like miniatures. Those are top tier. And then you go all the way down and then there's the, the leftover Easter candy and stuff like that. Or then there's the apple or the popcorn ball. I kind of like the popcorn balls. But then there's the wild card, which is the little cellophane wrapper of like loose candy mm. that either it could be like super top tier, like above one. This is like um, like bonus round. It's like they made their own cookies or something like yeah. that. Then you're above the the name brand candies. Or or it could be at the complete bottom, like they made like 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 I made my own raisinets and like, mm. made it with baking chocolate or something like that. Yeah. So it, the grocery store makes their own cookies, puts them in the cellophane wrapper with that little like heat sealed, like little ribbon at the top. They sell them at the registers five for a dollar. Oh, wow. And I'm like, fuck me. And th they do the sugar. I'm not a fan of sugar cookies. Like if you're eating a cookie, you might as well go whole hog. Like none of this, like, well, of course it's going to be sugary. So, they do their chocolate chip and that's always, you know, it's hard to say no to that, but then they do the ones with the M&Ms in them. Mm. So that is always my weakness. I know it's like, those are my it's favorites. Like, it's a chocolate chip cookie, but also M&Ms. Yeah. And, uh, if they're there, I'm buying them cause they're my treat while I edit it, edit RCR in the morning, but I limit myself. I can only have three cookies a day. Mm. Um, and I have to stop and I, and I, and I like meal prep them. I put them in their own like <laughs> screw top Tupperware things. Uh, and I have one left cause I guess one day I only ate two yeah. or something. So, I mean, <sighs> I bring up the sheets thing because I guess they changed the formula for their cookies and they're like extra flowery mm. now. And like so fluffy or no, like, like they added too much flour, oh, that okay. type of taste where you lose the taste of the cookie and what you're really getting is a taste of just like mealiness uh. that isn't really, you know, and, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, oh, when I was at the market, uh, you, the, by the, I went by the checkout, I didn't see cookies, but what I did see were, uh, liquor pastries. So they had like a, mm. a limoncello, like pound cake loaf. In I know what you're talking about. I, I was intrigued by them, but I didn't want to take a chance. No, I've never don't. had like liquor pastries, and also there, it's like not from their bakery. No, it's it's from something else. I'm not um, rolling the dice on liquor loaf <laughs> with them. I mean, sure, if you want to get like a Bailey's, because they did have like a Bailey's chocolate mm. loaf, and I'm just like, 
and they try to really get you because it's like two for five oh, and they're really? pretty big but also, did you notice the that weird like salad machine that they have now? Yeah, it's like an automated where you can like build your own salad, but yeah. all the ingredients are inside this little like vending machine. Yeah, it's but, a way to get have their salad bar and get around COVID restrictions. I just want to know what type of like like hustle and salesman sold that, or if those things are selling themselves. Of course, I haven't been to any other. You know what? I have to go to Giant. I think Giant, I, I, how often do you really pay attention to the salad bar? Yeah. That's the only like automated salad machine I've seen. It looks like something that might exist in an airport. Yeah. Oh, mm. that was wild. Um, I'm going to go get that cookie. Yeah, cookie go for it. Brain. And while you're doing that, I am going to thank each and every one of you who watched the life and death of Pontiac. That's correct. Life and death of Pontiac, not the life and death of AMC, which only recently came out because basically when RCR started, you know, it was just Brian um, starting out. And so he had, you know, million view solo videos and we've had plenty of million plus view videos together, but I've never had one of my own. And so life and death of Pontiac just crossed 1 million. And so thank you so much for that. It's my first uh, million view solo video. And it's very much a validation of just doing, making videos. Because when I started doing solo videos, I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing in making them in the first place. Didn't think I had things to say that anyone would want to hear. Um, and it's weird because I, I mentioned this online before on social media that like I don't use view counts as or comments necessarily as validation. I seek validation from myself, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't care what people thought about those, uh, about my work. But a lot of it is about coming to terms with what you're capable of doing and then seeing that other people enjoy it and that it's, is a sign to keep going. So whatever you're making, keep making it. And because that's the advice that people in comments gave to me, even when I was getting bad comments, it's like, well, this is what you can do different, but whatever you're making, keep making it. And so I want to keep making it. And I've already started on the next, well, I'm torn between two RCR stories because uh, topics, because one is the common sense follow up to create the life and death of auto manufacturer trilogy. But there's another story that, I'm surprised no one's made a movie out of this because it's so absurd. Um, but I kind of want to do that instead because it's more interesting to me. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I want to aim for like August to have it out. But I guess rolling the dice because I'm working on like an EP right now mm -hmm. of music. Because uh, I'm going to take a crack at like just making an album of like serious non-joke songs just to see if I can do it. But um yeah that's kind of what my summer looks like oh and beginning with uh going to car shows again like i plan on going to the new york auto show press day not for the actual event itself because i imagine they're doing you know there's going to be a considerable amount of people there it's like why i really want to go to new york comic-con this year because i desperately miss it but i it, i can't in good conscience right. take my nephew to that um and so i don't know summer car shows uh press day at the auto show just like 
I don't know, all the stuff that I've been missing that I want to get back to of summer in southeastern Pennsylvania that just reminds me of why I would look forward to summer. So, no, yeah. Yeah. How's the cookie? Or how was the cookie? <laughs> Stale, but you can't. A chocolate chip cookie has to get pretty damn stale before it stops being good. Yeah. Like I, gingerbread cookies get fucked. <laughs> they, they have a very short shelf life. You know, other like fancy grandma cookies that aren't chocolate chips or a derivation thereof or white chocolate chips. Yeah. Forget it. They, they do make at the grocery store uh, uh, um, a red velvet cookie Ooh. with white chocolate chips. I don't even know what white chocolate is. I was going to say, I don't even know what red velvet is. Is it kind of like an offshoot of chocolate? It's a type of like dough. Huh. Like, um, um, I guess somehow it, it's somehow creamier and it defies time. No matter how long I keep them, they always remain chewy. And it's not like, it's not like Chips Ahoy or it, it's not like soft batch Chips Ahoy, which Alton Brown did this whole rant about them Yeah, because they have like, there's a, People in the comments will correct me, the, the foodies, that there's some sort of polymer that you can, and I'm using even that term wrong, gonna, but, it, yeah. but it's some like almost a plastic that you can put in a cookie or baked goods that will keep it soft for a uh, mutant long time. Um, oh, someone in the comments says, uh, Benjamin says, white chocolate, all white chocolate is, is cocoa, butter, sugar, and milk. Eee. But then how does it remain white? Yeah, it was brown. Hmm. Unless, unless, eh. hmm. White chocolate was my street name <laughs> back in 2003. Sour cream, something. Uh, Auto Moments says uh, uh, red velvet originated from using a type of cocoa that was processed differently and was more red than the traditional brown cocoa. Huh. Okay. And then he says, cocoa, cocoa butter has no brown in it. It's yellow white. Oh, huh. Huh. all right. Anyway, so yeah, those red velvet cookies plus white chocolate chips. Um, they're pretty intense. Like uh, if they, if they have them, I will buy them again, but I think I can only do two of them a day because the amount of sugar that's in them is very, yeah, sugar bomb. Yeah. It's like literally anything from Rita's Italian eyes. My That's... brother sent me a link that said they're making flashback two. What was flashback one? <laughs> okay. Flashback video game time. Um, did you play Prince of Persia? Yes, I did. Pretty much that. Oh, but with guns, but and it's it, in a sci-fi setting. Original Prince of Persia or Sands of Time where you could rewind things. Original. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah we're I going did. That, yeah, yeah uh, early rotoscope. Um, Prince of Persia. That was original NES, I think. Right. I want to say so. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, Flashback was came out on the PC and later came out, I believe, on the Sega Genesis. I don't know if it was ported to Super Nintendo. Um, it was my first introduction into a type of side-scrolling platformer that had 
chess-like controls in that you move over to one side and it's like step, step, step. It wasn't like Mario where it's no, 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 where you can like infinitely adjust left and right. Yeah. This is like the the area of the screen is made up into subtle squares. Yeah. In kind of the same way the first Tomb Raider was. Like in order to jump, you had to have so many distance units away from something. Um that sounds tough. It's a it's yeah, it's the steep, steep learning curve. And then once you figure out, figure it out, even though there's like guns and a personal teleporter and like items and keys and a personal shield and you really the gameplay was very um structural mm. there wasn't room for which i think is a term now called emergent gameplay hmm. which is, means just the player screwing around oh where like that the fun is just screwing around yes. it's what i've learned that skyrim is all about it's, it's like just create around. your own fun yeah. yeah um that's a second video game I never heard of that you told me about today after yeah. Captain Skyhawk. Captain Skyhawk <laughs> by Milton Bradley featuring third-person-esque top-down shooting, a first-person basic flight simulator, and this one horrible bit where you had a dock with the space station, which was very Stanley Kubrick. Mm. And then you got to like upgrade your ship. It, it was weird. like It's a, clearly an F-14 Tomcat, but then it flies in space. Yeah, I don't know. Go with it, Morty. <laughs> um, so, oh, my, we should get into it unless we got other personal stuff. I've been just going out like in dealing with my chronic loneliness. Uh, people are starting to come through the Appalachian Trail again, and mm. I make excuses to exist on the trail and my like worthwhile excuses my excuse is i'm gonna go pick up garbage because no one else is gonna pick up litter along the trail great so i'm gonna do that and if anybody comes by and wants a ride let's go for a ride and by going for a ride i mean do you need to go to the store do you need to go to cabela's if you're near that i was out pick like if people who follow me on instagram see i posted a picture of a fleshlight packaging that I found on the trail, which people in the comments uh, figured out that it probably wasn't something ordered. It was something like originally I thought that it was a hiker that was hiking with a flashlight and was just too embarrassed to get rid of the packaging in a trail town. So Ooh. they so they took the packaging of the flashlight and just threw it in the woods, um, which is even weirder because you think they would burn it. But then I have to remember that most through hikers don't bother starting fires. Because they're usually so tired at the end of the night. The last thing they want to do is build a fire. They just want to, you know, get their alcohol stove going or, you know, isobutane or whatever. Hmm. Eat some hot food and go to bed. Yeah. Um, uh, no one's really socializing. And most of these through hikers start going to bed at like 7 p.m. Oh, wow. Because you just get up when it gets light and then you just start hiking and then you get to a town. It's like, I'm literally, I've just burned 5,000 calories. I've hiked 20 to 30 miles. I, I don't want to think. I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to lie down and sleep. So, so that makes sense that I guess they wouldn't burn it. So whoever it is threw away their flashlight packaging. But then someone looked at it and saw that it had a price tag on it. And the price tag had a name on the price tag of a sex shop in either Allentown or Bethlehem, which maybe there's two. 
So yeah, they, even though there is Allentown Shelter, Allentown Shelter is nowhere near Allentown. So it's just called that. So someone from the town of Allentown went up 309. And, but, but, but it doesn't really answer, it, it doesn't really make the question any better. It makes it worse because like, okay, I can kind of understand a through hiker wanting a flashlight to come into for a while. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're out in the woods for like five months. You got to have something. You got to have something. You're gone. That's something I, I mean, it's a topic you don't broach with, uh, with, um, with through hikers, but how many people are cranking it Yeah, <laughs> either in their tent or going off in the woods? I get it. If you go to like, like a hotel, you're going to probably come all over that bathroom because you've been backed up for a week, but okay. So, okay. People have weird, bring, bring weird stuff and probably a flashlight isn't that hard of a case to bring <laughs> hard. <laughs> so, but then a local who went out on the trail for presumably like a day, like a few, a, a small section hike or a day hike, they can't be away from a mass, masturbatory aid. So they had to go buy one. So why didn't they bring one for, from home? Well, maybe they're just going to come in this repeatedly for a few days and then just throw it deep into the woods for a bear to sniff. Yeah. You know, just cause you're in nature doesn't mean that it's easy to find that nut, you know? Got to yeah. get your nuts somewhere. Whack-a-mole says, okay, question. Was it near a rest area? No, but it was near an AT parking lot. But that's not, but there's no store nearby. Well, it's not a place that truckers stop. It's just like a gravel lot next to the trail. That's I was, where I found it. I was under the impression on the AT, everything is a potential rest area. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just drop trowel and pinch off a loaf quick question from the uh regular chat matt l says hey i'm six five do you think i'll fit in an aw11 no i don't think you will mm. i'm a bit on the too tall side for it and uh yeah i don't know if you would i'll tell you are you five ten i'm five ten five eleven i don't know huh. if i stand up straight i'll probably five eleven five seven and a half short guy gang in the building fitting anything mm. You didn't even you didn't even see this Sarah yet. I don't think. I have not. No, it's just out in the garage. Yeah, I'm probably fitting that. Anyway, okay. Let's get into the super chat. Supers. Now, I had this moment when we were writing before this in the coffee shop, and there was a baby downstairs just doing baby talk. Yeah. And I had this idea for a bit in a movie where like two characters and i don't know if this is tarantino-esque or no it's no he wouldn't do non-sequiturs like this and i don't know if it was even cohen brothers this is more like kevin space not kevin spacey and duh kevin smith kevin smith yeah would have something like this in a movie where two people are having a conversation and you just hear a baby like off somewhere else and the one guy gets up from the table and like goes to the balcony because this is a a, a two-floor coffee shop and looks down and just goes la, 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 pause for a beat and goes back to the table <laughs> continues the conversation it makes me think of like a mall rats type thing of like yelling at the kid to get off the escalator yeah. <laughs> just that kid is back on the escalator again and then eventually you see like a team of like paramedics run by the kid is like oh, oh, the escalator. I remember that from an episode of Rescue Number. Do you remember Rescue Nine One One? That I remember it, but I don't remember that, sh it. that show that Shatner used to host. That was 
basically like unsolved mysteries but it had to do with like real medical cases mm. and no one ever died except for the one time that somebody died and that was basically like the end of the show oh. but one of them was like this kid who was like sitting on an escalator and then got stuck in the escalator and like essentially he was positioned in such a way that the escalator was slowly devouring him mm. it was like bizarre it was like the sarlacc pit or some shit and then you know after a certain point you know there's all these other cases of kids doing weird shit like this kid was brushing his teeth and running while he brushed his teeth and then he tripped and fell and it jammed the toothbrush back so they had to take him to the hospital to get like the toothbrush out luckily there was no like permanent damage it's just a bizarre show yeah um i'm surprised they never tried to re uh, revive it like that and beyond belief factor fiction mm. where they tell you a store a bunch of stories and then at the end of the episode you have to guess which ones are real or not mm. That sounds like a Jonathan Franks. It is. Movie. Oh, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, so first we got Forrest. Thank you for your donation. Forrest says, hi, Mr. Regular. Here's food money from Salt Lake City. That's a place we could go. That is a place we could go. I've never many been places. to Utah. I still I've been feel thinking about Utah because uh, Ben turned me on to um, Mike's off, uh, Bill's off, Mike's off-road rescue, Matt's off-road rescue. Mm-hmm. People in the chat will correct me. The guy with the XJ banana that, that pulls everybody out. Yeah. And it, it is like Schottenfreud in the show because yeah. it's a whole bunch of tourists around Salt Lake City and people going up into the mountains or out into the desert in like Priuses yeah. and like Rendelgars and everybody gets stuck. And then got to call these guys to like drive like miles and miles <laughs> off road to go find this nissan altima that how did this car get out here and already you see like the xj they're letting the air out of the tires they're turning the wheel lock the the, the diff locks on or the wheel locks on so they're already in off-road mode and here they come in the base of a valley and here's this prius like how did you get here <laughs> it's so um, random yeah so uh salt lake city yes I just brought a 1989 Honda Civic Si. Good choice. Five speed, four hundred dollars. Hmm. My geo for Geo Metro money. How was my purchase? It's a damn good purchase. Even if that car is trashed, it's still a Honda Civic, and you can do a lot, 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 lot of stuff with it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I feel like we're kind of uh, like sidestepping the constant like rcr atlantic fister type of uh in as much as there is a demand which i'm not entirely sure there is of just like going up towards like bean town area well oh, right uh, yeah. yeah new england yeah but it's kind of strange because i i think like i wasn't entirely sure that people necessarily wanted us to go anywhere else in the Northeast, except like Boston. Yeah, area. a lot of requests to go to Boston. Yeah. It's and like, the no answer is always the same. It's a terrible place to film cars. Yeah. Like how are we going to, like, it's, it's just insane. It's insane traffic. I don't know if RCR Boston could really ever happen. I mean, I mean, places I have my eye on is either New Hampshire or Vermont. One of the two like mm -hmm. ideas for this summer. Yeah. Or if you feel like flying, uh, you know, like Montana or yeah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. Just let's go far away. Yeah. Or go to a place that isn't going to be hot. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, Lord knows the Pennsylvania summers are inconsistent enough as it is, but yeah. it's kind of a strange state of affairs to be able to be able to just go somewhere that isn't hot if yeah. you need to. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a mighty need. I have, and I don't expect you to want to go to this. Um, because it's going to be a lot of people around. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's um, it's Oshkosh. Um, I, I think exactly. Yeah, uh, it's Oshkosh is to airplanes what Carlisle is to cars. Oh. Um, so they have this air show where everybody comes in and you know looks at planes. Um, uh, we have a fan out there who just, I still have to register. I was just going to take, uh, Greg and Tony. Oh yeah. So, the, the, those would be the right. Now they're going to go that. out there themselves, I think. And the thing is you have to fly out and then I think you have to rent a car or something like Ew. that. Cause it's like in a tiny town where there's no, there is an airport, but it's, uh, uh, it's not a commercial airport. Yeah. So I don't know the logistics. I think I, yeah, I think you have to fly to Chicago, which is not terrible because it means to just go to Harrisburg and catch any one of the American Airlines flights. It goes to Chicago. Yeah. But then you got to once once you're at ORD, uh, I think you have to then rent a car or something and just fly out unless Mike Steinberg wants to go. I may add him. Yeah. With um, the, the, the ticket prices are pretty high, yeah. but. We're trying to get press passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the love and respect in the world towards you guys, I think I'm going to pass. But I, I expected you. Yes, yeah, it's. I, I mean, also, but I think like the past year has turned me even into even more of a homebody than I already am. I mean, this summer, other than going to the press day for the New York Auto Show, which pre Rona that didn't even that wasn't that many people really because it's the Javits Center, it holds tens of thousands but really it's like 200 people are there for press day yeah um and then uh the like i have my brother's wedding which is a whole week in new orleans but mm -hmm. at least i have like a hot date for the wedding so that's really cool um and you know it's like i don't really know what i'll get up to in louisiana or in new orleans when i don't drink anymore but yeah um i'm sure i'll figure something out uh <laughs> but yeah it'll be something a thing mm -hmm. uh, uh, happening. I have to, I still have to come up with a speech. So yeah, rock and or roll. Y O R D not M K E or is it, or maybe we go to M K E. Excuse me. I'd be shocked if Carlisle is as big as Oshkosh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never been to Oshkosh. I've seen pictures. So I, I, mm -hmm. Mm um anyway i wish i could uh I'm, i don't really want to do carlisle stuff this year you don't have to like all there's right. i because it would all be second channel stuff so it's not even like it would make money we're in we're still in the building phase for channel dose so yeah. that you know the, the next video will be uh sort of the the pennsylvania review um yeah and then um Oh, which I have for you. It's over. Oh, there. cool. All right. I and then I can like start editing that. And then I don't know. I'll come up with some other like random thing that we whether a book or like the concept of cookies, since we were just talking about them. Like yeah. Or the idea of 
summer itself. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, I love the idea of reviewing concepts, although really that was done on that Comedy Central show review, but it would be in an RCR style rather than in a vague sort of narrative style. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I have this like loving project of wanting to review the, the, the shelters uh, around here in Pennsylvania, but it would be a lower effort thing in that I would just bring the GoPro and a microphone out because I wouldn't want to edit it. It'd be much easier just to chop up myself just talking about it. Uh, anyway, Rec, thank you for the very generous donation. Episode 100, take a shot for every... No, I'm not drinking. Uh, for every Brown reference. Also, been a minute, moved to Phoenix, Arizona, picked up two extra motorcycles in 1993. Suzuki DR350, good choice. And a 2017 Ducati uh, 1299, I'm unfamiliar. Uh, that bike is like learning how to ride all over again. I guess a lot of power, huh? Um, thank you very much the generous donation uh, have fun with the dr350 that's gonna be fun mm. um and thank you for the generous donation james f says a little weekend beer money for you guys the new tlxs looks great um or it looks good tls accurate tlxx are they using just I'm a four banger it. turbo like the detuned uh type r engine that everybody else is using in the honda verse let's see maybe the images and th thank you for your donation 2021 James. boom accurate tls the return of the performance oriented type s model great is it have a four cylinder or is it a six and if you're ever going to build like a turbo six i don't think i don't know if honda ever did car and driver says it shows signs of greatness oh boy <laughs> Weather outlook looks good. Dan Edmonds, Dan Edmonds, Dan Evans. Thank you. I'm three weeks into a two-hour suspension swap thanks to stock bushings. Should I burn it for the insurance money? You're asking me how to do crimes? I don't know how to do anything. But thank you. Um, stuck bushings. Well, I mean, the car is going to be a million times better with new bushings. Depends if you're doing it yourself or you're paying a, paying a shop to do it. Either way, one's expensive on your knuckles and the other's the other is expensive on your bank account. Hmm. Mm. You, do you feel like you're getting discouraged, Dan? I I can feel that. That's the thing about suspension bushings; they can be rotted and old and weak, and somehow they'll stay stuck in place. Like, like they're like those type of oranges that you can't peel, that they only come off in little bits. Hmm. That's like an old suspension bushing. Like, it's so hard and stubborn that you can literally crack it in half and it still won't come off. You can break pieces off of it and they still don't want to come off. It's like, how is this thing on? I have, I have this window pane upstairs that's rattling in its window pane every time the wind blows and it wakes me up. Hmm. But every day I walk up and I don't try to like wedge stuff in there and make it stop rattling. Sleeping Brian and waking Brian are two different people. 
Well, very much so. We're all mm-hmm. comprised of a yin and a yang, mm-hmm. one who is cognizant of the waking world and mm-hmm. another who is off in a land of his own creation known as the dreamland possibly the intruder called rattling motherfucker <laughs> and, and i know how to fix it i know how to fix it and yet i don't i have well my temporary fix my temporary slash going to be permanent fix is to just get i have some uh 3m hush mat on a roll of 3m hush mat that i'm literally just going to wrap around the edges and just shove it in place and like there you're now clearanced you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've made up the clearance you're stuck in place try to yeah. rattle around now um kai tan says thank you for your donation says th- uh, take my money for the amc story oh thank you so much i appreciate it the actual team ryan with a with a uh, timely question and a generous donation, thank you. Says a, an update to the dove, the dove that was living uh, there. In fact, right there, where I'm pointing, you can see the edge of the remains of the nest. Uh, Mama dove left her eye, her babies, and I haven't even brought myself up to even look at the nest. Probably what happened is a, a predator either like an American kestrel or um, uh, maybe even a brave squirrel. Squirrels will eat way more stuff than you think they will. Um, life eats life. And um, if other predators haven't gotten the baby chicks, uh, the insects surely will. Mm. So don't worry. Doves like have like two or three broods, broods, births. They lay, lay eggs all summer. Oh. So whatever. Life goes on, but thank you for the generous donation. Uh, life goes on. RJ Boner, Boner, RJ Bonner. I'm sorry, RJ Bonner, Mr. Regular. I asked you about the Gladiator last year. You made your feelings about Fiat Chrysler of America Jeeps loud and clear. I got a Honda Ridgeline. It's great. Everybody seems to love those things. We Nick might have a line on one of them that we may get as a press car. Um, I'm learning now with press cars that that they can say anything, and I don't believe it until the car rolls up. Yeah. So we may get a new Ridgeline to have for a week. I certainly hope so. Um, I remember uh, Greg International and me went up to uh, like uh, this sort of like it's hard, it's hard to explain Heislers. Um, okay. It's an ice cream place. It's a car gathering place. It's a video arcade. It's a driving range and a mini golf course. Mm. And I, yeah, that's about it. And lots of places for like wide lawns for kids to just run around. Yeah. The food itself is, the onion rings are pretty good. Um, But it's like concession stand food. Yeah. You're not really going there. The ice cream's amazing. The food itself is like high school concession stands. So you're really just going there. It's family. I guess it's a, I guess it's considered like a family fun center. Like the type of place where, you know, it's mini golf and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, Gen- I mean, when you're a kid. Great. Yeah. It's like Janetti's on the way to Kutztown. Although Janetti's isn't there anymore. Oh no. No, they uh-huh. turned it into like a something. Yep. 
Well, anyway, so that's the kind of place Heisler's is. So it's a place you can bring your kids and you can like $20 buys you a lot of food, <laughs> which is, you know, family budget. <laughs> so we went there. I drove the Sarah and I don't know now if I'm going to get the seat reupholstered because after like two weeks of back exercises, back extensions, I can drive the car and I don't have any back pain anymore. Damn, you leveled so, up. Yeah. Um, I may still, I, I like the upholstery guy so much that I'm probably maybe over winter. I'll like drop the seat off and just say, redo it when you get time. I mean, this does kind of sound like that episode of Pete and Pete where Pete get the big Pete gets the barber that he just likes to go visit. Yeah. Because even though he doesn't need a haircut, he just likes the barber. And is that JK like, Simmons? Oh, I don't know. Might've been, or was it? All I know is that Pete ends up with a mohawk eventually. Yeah. Cause he's like being told stories. And he was, I don't know. Pete and Pete Barber. Yeah. How much is new upholstery for a car from Brian Gleason? I have no loving idea. I should really do something about the seats and Sally. Cause that, I mean, not necessarily like replace them, but at least get like a needle and thread in there somewhere and do something about those openings. But I mean, Betty's Here's a mess. review of the episode called Saturday. Perhaps, and uh, this is like something you would write. It oh yeah, it's, it it's talk... the type of thing I used to write before RCR, like just reviews of things. That's how I ended up on the Walking Dead DVD box. <laughs> Saturday stars. All right, full cast and crew. Oh, hang on. Um, J.K. Simmons as ooh, the barber. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. J.K. Simmons, a man for all seasons, Academy Award winner mm -hmm. for the most terrifying performance in the history of ever. Mm hmm. Speaking of which, and this is kind of a weird tangent, but I only recently just saw it. Have you ever seen the movie The Nice Guys with uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling? No. Uh, somebody should have been nominated for an Oscar for that. That is like one of, I think in terms of movies that are functionally perfect, like I would not change a single thing about this. Well, there is one thing I would change at the very, very end. But other than that, like this is almost a perfect movie. Mm. It's like... The 1970s and Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling are like these private eyes who are both united by one singular mission. But the fun part about it is that like it's, you know, the porno industry, but also like the main plot surrounds like the whole issue of the like oil crisis mm. and the the bogus catalytic converters and the climax is at like the Detroit or at the um, the auto show uh, that that year in L.A. Or is it Detroit? No, no, no. It's LA. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a recreation of like hmm. the auto show of that year. And they're just like messing up all these classics, mm -hmm. like destroying all the explosions, gunfire mm -hmm. being thrown through a windshield. You know, it's just nice seeing all of these classic cars, even if they are being destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I was laughing my ass off through like half almost that entire movie it's hilarious and it's a great action movie and i'm sad that they'll never make a sequel oh. mm. uh will downs hello will 
here are all the cars I'm looking at to replace my Civic. Okay, so yeah, your Civic has transmission problems. 2000s Impala, no. 98 Toyota Avalon, okay. 98 Accord, yeah, sure. 97 Accord, yeah, sure. 98 CRV, gonna be bored. 2007 Fusion, gonna be invisible. 96 Taurus, you're gonna... Hmm, 96 Taurus. Is that the first blobby one? Well, you're going to be dad styles. You will be ironically cool. My vote is for the 97 Avalon or the 98 Accord or the 97 Accord. Those those are my picks. Yep. Mm. Going with that. Thank you, Will. Uh, very legal, very cool, says, and thank you for your donation. What is the official core of car of I'm not getting a vaccine. I don't want a damn microchip. Oh boy. Uh lifted Jeep Gladiator. I'm going with Jeep Commander. <laughs> Gladiator or Jeep Commander. Nice. Uh I wish people like Joe Rogan realized to end this pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I I heard that Joe Rogan thing too. I mean, okay. Joe Rogan is a cage fighting commentator who does have who has been kicked in the head a bunch. Yeah, I like like don't and don't buy. Uh, he says don't believe me. Yeah, <laughs> like, straight what, up like don't come to me for advice. Exactly, it's, it would be like asking me for advice on like like your reproductive health. Like yeah. I'm not the person who is going to be giving you the right information. Yeah, People, and I'm not a mechanic either. I'm an English major. And also, I've had one major concussion and like at least five sub-concussive hits from skiing, and I'm not going to Scott. Scott, you see, mm. I'm probably going to have some brain damage as well. So, I mean, every well, but but my point is, a lot of people who say don't listen to me for for advice about stuff really do mean that. Yeah, and they are right because. A lot of it is people in a very like even Bill Burr is like when he gives advice, he mentions how it's for entertainment because honestly, it's something where, you know, you're coming to someone for an opinion, but you're coming for them mostly for the entertainment value of that opinion. Yeah. You're not actually supposed to necessarily follow their advice unless it's a dedicated advice show. And even then you got to analyze cr the credentials that they're offering in place. Y this is why critical thinking skills are so important because yeah. you need to be able to differentiate between entertainment yeah. and actual information of value. Yeah. But also if you do encounter those, like for us, it, for example, if we say something in a video and, you know, feel free to, you know, do your own research about it to further your knowledge base. Because I think for a lot of our videos, you know, we do provide a certain knowledge base, but it's also kind of a jumping off point to investigate further mm. so that it's not the totality of what you can learn about a thing, mm. you know, but you're, I don't know. It, I think people put too much stock into what celebrities say, not realizing what those celebrities are famous for in the first place. Yeah. Yep. What, like, what did I say about that one BMW? I got sidetracked looking at it, thinking that a charge point meant that it was a, uh, 
it was that one BMW that I was convinced was a hybrid because I saw a charge indication on like the, the tachometer or the speedometer, yeah, tachometer. I'm like, what is this? Why is this? Oh, it must be a hybrid. Okay. So yeah. And then I screwed up. Yeah. But we make this like everybody makes mistakes. It's just, I appreciate in the abstract that, or not in the abstract, but in isolation that people are willing to, that they have the critical thinking skills to not be able to, to be able to differentiate between like an honest mistake and just somebody putting out purposefully obtuse and bad faith information. Yeah. 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 Cars and mechanical with uh, pounds. Thank you very much. Good evening, gents. A bit of a double barreled question. I wish I could do a uh, major zero from Snake Eater. Mm. That'd be an awesome way to like read the read these things in that very dry, refined. I don't know if, is that a British accent or English accent or what technically it is? It's not exactly posh, but that very matter of fact, I trust you accent that works so well on Americans. It's British authority accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good evening, gents. Bit of a double-barreled question. My editing PC died after seven years of faithful service. That's about as old as mine. I'm still running Windows 7. What do you guys use for hardware software wise? I use it. And what do you think of DaVinci Resolve? I think everybody should learn DaVinci Resolve. If, if you don't have a legacy version of Premiere, then just use DaVinci Resolve. It's just as good. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so what's the PC over there? Um, it's an, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was a mid tier machine in like 2015. So yeah, it's over six years old. Yeah. Um, I maxed out all the Ram I could. It's running SSDs, but it, it's nowadays you can have your main hard drive be that, that PCI Express thing that's on the motherboard itself that has even faster read and write times than mm. even uh, uh, serial ATA solid state drives uh, used to have. Um, so yeah, but we've learned that my legacy version of Premiere I think will work on Windows 10, so it doesn't look like I'll have to interrupt my workflow at all. So, so yeah, you should use DaVinci Resolve if you haven't committed to any sort of. Uh, 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 and you can use their free version. Like everything on RCR could be done with the free version of Resolve. Yeah. And, I, and oh. then, and then, you know, with, with our semiconductor shortage and the price of PC parts right now, now is not the time to build a machine. But if you do have to build a machine, don't go high end, just do mid, mid, uh, mid tier stuff. Yeah. You'll probably keep your budget under two grand. Um, I do all the RCR stories on Adobe Premiere Elements. Uh, I bought it on sale on the cheap. And it's basically for me, a guy who is barely literate in the editing way well, of me things. Too. I, I, all it is, I'm doing cuts and occasionally motion tweens yeah. or keyframing. Yeah, but your stuff like looks like proper good. Oh, well. um, but it, it's, it's like something Take where the compliment Brian, thank <laughs> yeah. you, Nick. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, someone in the live chat asked an interesting question. Um, if beer were combustible, which beer would have the highest octane? And I had to actually look uh -huh. this up because I needed to know the answer. And apparently a 
a Scottish brewery, Brewmeister, has made the strongest beer in the world, clocking in at 67.5% ABV. The subtly named subtly named snake venom is brewed with a one-two punch provided by doses of beer and champagne yeasts that is all right there you go so snake juice from uh parks and rec they should could have should have called it like eternal sunshine because it just obliterate parts of your memory (laughs) yeah um acoustic theory uh doesn't have a question. Just say hang a lang 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 a. That would be a great bit. Hang a lang a lang a lang. For a that's complete the sound effect. That's the sound of a of a hang a. That's the sound of an old of a grandpa trying to dance with a toddler. Hang a lang a lang a lang a lang a lang a lang. There's no noise. He's just making that noise. Hang a lang a lang a lang. No, but I just love the punchline of like going back to like what you do. So anyway, it's just like iMag42 says opinion on a third gen Ford Escape. Uh, how cheap did you get it? Mm. In my opinion, some garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. It's it's a Ford Escape. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> my strange addiction. Uh, but yeah, uh, I Bruce Hen hates those things. He says I don't know if if it's him or they really dropped the ball with the engine and transmission, or they're just bought by people who don't care about cars they don't take care of them it's it's, it's probably a combination of it so yeah they're not are they a rav4 no no buy a rav4 um ben's cigara cigara thank you uh question for roman okay. roman uh when are you in New Orleans? I am fully vaccinated. I have the following cars. I'm going to pee. Oh, cool. Um, well, th- that is a sensationally kind offer. Um, I don't actually know that I'm bringing any work material to New Orleans with me whatsoever in terms of like cameras that I would need to film or th- because that's just like extra expense for the flight that I don't need. Also, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with family and uh, with very important people, person. And, you know, you, after a certain point, I mean, I imagine that a lot of uh, the filming that I would like to do is going to be sort of tied up in car shows that I go to over the course of this summer, mostly in June. Um, And I'll, I don't know, let people know when I'm going, but yeah. Uh, so that, you know, if you're in the area, you can stop and say hi, but, uh, but then I debate whether or not I want to do that on the off chance that someone actually goes there specifically because I'm going there and they end up getting sick. I, I don't know. Like th- this is why there hasn't been like an RC army because I feel, I don't want there to be like this yeah, for us to be responsible for anyone getting ill, you know, which I know, you can't really control it, but in ways you really can by just not doing the thing. But then at what point does it stop? You know? Um, well, no, not even that. It's just me like thinking out loud of, you know, I just want to get to a more comfortable place before doing like another big meet because obviously we're not there yet. And if it can't be safe, I'd rather not do it at all. But with these other car shows that I could go to, um, 
I can just like be another person in the crowd because really how many people are going to recognize me while I'm wearing a mask, you know, or the, I mean, I guess people can kind of recognize the hat, but, um, I need to get a new hat. This thing is all like, um, yeah, but it's got that old sneaker style that it, it does. I'm going to wear it until it, it, it I, I'm going to treat it red Betty style in the nice. sense where I'm going to wear it until I can no longer wear it. It's so comfy and my head is enormous and it's very hard to find hats that fit me much less hats that have that like correct style. The only problem that I've ever had with this hat, right. Is that, um, at New York comic con one year, I was mistaken for Doug Walker and that, <laughs> that sucked. Who's Doug uh, Walker? Uh, the nostalgia critic oh um yeah what like, did the person say they're like oh my god and, and like you know wanting to get my autograph and everything I, i'm thinking like who does this person think i am because they started talking about like reviews that i did that i did not do i provably did not do because they were about movies and everything and at first i thought like maybe this is someone who remembers me from like my entertainment blog days but i'm like no that doesn't say and then it's like you're doug walker right i'm like no but and then they said oh well man your costume is so i'm like i'm not in costume they <laughs> really not, said that yeah they, they thought it was like a cosplay that i was cosplaying doug walker because of the hat and i guess i had a tie on yeah but i wasn't wearing like other than that it wasn't like anything huh. maybe the glasses I, I i don't know i don't think i looked that much like doug walker other than the hat it's yeah. just you know um that and if i had employees i wouldn't treat them like crap but the whole idea of it is like just weird of I mean, I do guess it like it's that nice level of notoriety. I wouldn't call it celebrity, but it's nice to think that uh, people don't really recognize me. They recognize me as someone else or someone who looks like me mm. so that, you know, I can still go out and do things. Um, I have been recognized locally before, but it's not like this big deal. You know, if anything, people are really cool when they had, like I got recognized locally while I was digging my car out and they stop to uh you know um help dig me out and that was really awesome oh, like cool. just having fans just show up and i got to talk to them and i told them like amc was the next rcr story and i've been working on it forever and i don't know if people are gonna like it but who cares because mm. i'm done caring um because <laughs> i just want to do videos that interest me so i don't know that was fun um but to answer ultimately and to answer the question to loop back around to it is um thank you for the offer but i'm not going to be working in uh new orleans i'm just there for the festivities mm. everybody suck dick tonight <laughs> Everybody's tonight. Everybody wang dicks tonight. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did Wang Chung ever have another song after that? Dance Hall Days. Oh, all right. Damn. There we go. Now I forget how Dance Hall Days has it. I think I have it on my car mix. Yeah, I have no. We memory. danced all days. We were cool on and we danced. Yeah, that's dance dance hall days now. I say the name of my song in my song. Oh yeah, like safety. Maybe dance. saving private Ryan is the best thing we could do out of this god awful shitty mess. 
<laughs> Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, he was always like DUI this, <laughs> assault that. It was just kind of weird for a while where tom sizemore was more famous for all the trouble he got into except whenever you needed someone for like a military movie well get me tom Tom sizemore Sizemore. guy who's had it two days ago yeah he's and he just has the look of a guy he's not taking it he's just like don't test me today it's not the day he was like like the uh the ben affleck stand-in in that movie where like you actually gonna shoot me and Tom Cyrus and more? No, I'm gonna shoot you because I don't like you. <laughs> and like, oh, this like he had me. Like, oh, that's a guy who was just ready to kill a comrade. Yeah, that dude wakes or, up and yeah, chooses yeah. violence every single day. Yeah, it's just that type of attitude. But uh, uh Colette says fleshlight fund for single Roman and hiking regular. <laughs> Thank you that's so much. $10 so we can both buy a $5 flashlight. <laughs> that's awesome. And no, that's that's Summit Girl behavior. I, I love that. Which which is which is uh <laughs> which is a medical glove and two travel size containers of uh Vaseline. Oh. Hey, that's that's mm-mm. yeah. Or Yeah, here's a surgical mask filled. Here's a surgical mask filled with petroleum jelly. I mean, is, is that a genuine flashlight? Wait, do you have a genuine flashlight? No, I have a used <laughs> surgical mask full of petroleum jelly. <laughs> radio, uh, radio, I guess that Radiohead 4D1 says, important question, is Stephen King's, is Stephen King's corpse part of uh, the American Gothic? I don't understand corpus. what corpus I've never read Corpus. Is, or, oh. I'm assuming Corpus is a story, but it's, I don't know. Let's look it up. Mm, let me see. Stephen King Corpus. I don't feel like thinking about literary theory right now. Although I did rewatch parts of that more famous version of Waiting for Godot last night. Because hmm. there was a, some guy who posted a pretty good video of uh, lip capture like lip and mouth mouth catch capture in VR where, you know, like it's crazy how fast that's evolving, at least from my perspective, where um, in the start of the pandemic, you had people <clears throat> doing stuff with Oculus and they would have um, like VR rigs where the mouths didn't move. And then the mouths could move sort of, but they were trying to just reinterpret the sounds you were making. Yeah. And now the new ones have like this add-on for the VR headset where there's like a camera or an infrared camera looking at your mouth. Your mouth? Your mouth. So the avatar now has more realistic mouth movements than before that sounds like it's like borderline like ps1 level like lip sync huh that's where we are now that is strange we're we're talking like or like deus ex the first one that seems like uncanny valley territory you're getting there aren't you yeah it's just like now if you have a fantasy character it's like whatever yeah and that's the one i saw but I could imagine like if this were a person, it would look really eerie. Yeah, because it's just enough to simulate the facsimile of an actual person, but something's off. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but uh, 
Do you have the time to listen to me suck myself? <laughs> hey, if you're, if you're really getting into the back extension, I mean, like yoga could be the next possible thing for you that can just, you know, alleviate a lot of, um, I don't know, spinal discord. And, uh, yep. See, that's, that's that good, good. I could actually hear that too. Like Simeon again says, uh, the Ducati 1299 is a descendant of the 99999 1098 tax form, etc. It's a 200 horsepower 200 horsepower motorcycle with 90 foot pounds of torque at the crank, wet clutch, but it still clacks and a very and it's very angry at low RPM. Yeah, that sounds like way too much bike for me. How do you use that much power other than do wheelies and pretend you're rich? <laughs> that's a great line mm -hmm. uh someone in the chat said corpus means body which equals body of work i had never seen the word corpus used in that context so technically does stephen king's body of work count as american gothic i would say kind of yes but it's hard to really because he writes in so many different genres like people think of him as strictly a horror author and he's really not like there's science fiction, there's, Shawshank. you know, yeah, magical realism, fantasy, you know, he's very diverse author. So, uh, I mean, I would lean towards yes, but yeah. Uh, Imperator Zor says, what are your thoughts on steam powered cars? I think they're great if you're rich. I like them as an idea. I've never been around them. They're probably the king of the Wampadampas. And I think the point of owning a steam-powered car is explaining a steam-powered car every time you stop. I think you could get the same effect as driving a steam-powered car. You could just drive an electric car with a butt plug and just drive around with that, and you'd get the sel same self-assured face yeah. behind the wheel. <laughs> the thumping sense of pleasure that only torque can provide <laughs> and you have like a butt plug that's attached to a harbor freight tire inflator <laughs> that's just on a delay switch that just keeps turning on and off as you drive your uh um plug in plug in honda civic hybrid around <laughs> air air uh inflating and deflating your colon <laughs> you drive through stop and go traffic on your way to allentown or uh, as you drive to uh lehigh valley international airport to catch a flight to charlotte and as you creep down airport boulevard with the many traffic lights you get to think to yourself only I know. And that's the same thing about driving a steam-powered car. No one around you really knows unless the things like dispensing steam. I'm special. <laughs> it, that's like a far side comic. One guy in a steam-powered car and another guy with an inflatable butt plug in a regular powered car and both are sharing the same thought balloon. I'm special. <laughs> there you go, steam-powered car.
Yavetsky? Yevistavsky? I don't. Stajic? How close was I? Thank you for the generous donation. Hey guys, what do you think would be the best post apocalypse? Oh boy. This question again. Hey guys, what do you think would be the best post apocalyptic vehicle in choice of terms of reliability? and lack of spare parts i think my life will truly come when everybody else is brought down to my level because that's fair <laughs> my life goal is to see the world crumble because then everybody else will know my pain my name's yaku warner <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, it's a bicycle. That's your post-apocalyptic vehicle. That's the answer you didn't want to hear, right? It's a bicycle. I mean, as long yeah. as you got a hand pump that you can put in your backpack and like a tire patch kit or a few of them, that's what's really getting you around. That chain's going to last a long, long time. It never runs out of gas. As long as you have food, that thing moves. Yeah. But you want something that moves, doesn't it? Okay. Well, what you really want is something that can run over people in a post-apocalypse. So, like, you're running over zombies, you know? Like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, 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 we talked about, like, oh, everybody's a uh, uh, deuce and a half. Fine. Good but, luck fueling but, it. But fueling it. Yeah. It's not going to last very long. My, my answer was DR, DR650 uh, motorcycle with like two jerry cans on it. Um, great fuel economy. It can drive in between all the cars because in post-apocalyptic, there will always be a gigantic traffic jam and then you have to get through the traffic jam. Well, a bike can probably weave this way, wheel its way in between cars, but again, so can a bicycle. Yeah. Um, um, spare parts. Uh, Something 90s GM. I don't even know. Yeah, like an LS-based pickup truck that doesn't have cylinder deactivation. So you're talking like a 99 Silverado. Yeah. That could be it. Again, extended fuel fuel tank. You'd need like, well, in the bed, just put as many fuel tanks as you can, uh, fuel cans as you can find. Um, yeah, you'd probably go truck over, over anything else because it's not really about the vehicle. It's about carrying your spare parts with you and stuff like that. Because um, like, oh, I need to have good fuel economy, but, uh, you know, you're going to be stealing your fuel anyway, so whatever. I mean, I don't get what the, I, what the interest is in envisioning a post-apocalypse in which you are always moving ideally you find a place you hunker down and then if everything goes well you don't have to travel again and if things go pear-shaped you're traveling again but realistically how long are you going to be traveling for i mean doesn't like the walking dead take place in the same like 50 mile radius after they move like seven times it's like i mean i know that the person didn't 
specify a zombie apocalypse. And if we're talking like Mad Max territory, I imagine you need something that'll get you to the bullet farm or wherever you need to go. But uh, realistically, it's like in a post-apocalypse, I'm just finding a place where I can hunker down, where no one's going to bother me. And I have plenty of food and munitions to last me till the point at which... While you're farming. Like, okay, everything, there's not even electricity. So now... Like James Burke on uh, Connection says that they covered this, like say everything's everything's gone. Can you plow? Can you honestly can you find something to upturn the ground and plow? If you can't do that, you may not last the first winter. This Mm. is like everything's gone. There is no food. Mm. So if if you come across, do you even know what fertile land looks like? I don't. Can you actually? find seeds, plant seeds, know what to look for so you can plant food. Um, yeah. So if everybody's going around stealing, that's fantastic, but they don't really think of the long term. People want to think of the post-apocalyptic world because finally I can do what I want. I'm no longer part of the system. And if someone makes fun of me, I can kill them. Yeah. You know, it, people really just acting out their most base desires in a very purge like way to me, it's very immature. And I don't even like thinking about it. Even when we've been talking about it for the past 10 minutes. Yeah. Neither do I. I like those, the order. Yeah. But, but I can also understand that and, and see, see that in, in some of my townsfolk who believe that they've been slighted a number of times in life and want to get revenge on what they feel to be a unfair world, which it is. Um, I remember one person told me that they'd probably be a lot farther in life if they just kissed ass. And and in that sentence is multitudes. But I know what they're talking about because even Jocko Willink talked about that. There was a question like that on Jocko's podcast where he said, how do I something something, but I don't want to kiss ass. And Jocko's answer was kind of have to. Yeah. You have to play the game. And then if you don't play the game, you're then playing the game called I'm not playing the game. Yeah, but the, it's the way in which they categorize it because mm-hmm. they view simply doing the work as kissing ass. Right. When yeah. it's just being a fairly normal, non obtrusive person. Yeah. Where it's not even like you got a brown nose, no. if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. But you're just trying to be useful in a way that you are not, that's, that promotes your advancement. Right. In your career. It's not the same as kissing ass. You don't have to be teacher's pet or boss's pet, whatever. But people have a certain mindset that essentially victimizes themselves. So Mm, that in order to further the notion that society, which is unfair. Totally. um, Is unfair to them and them alone. And that's not. Yeah. And that's not the case. Yeah. And on that, I'm going to pee. Bob. S-E-K with Kroners. Thank you. Love the new merch. Needs more stickers, though. Great idea. We need stickers. Hey, Justin, we need stickers. Or maybe I could just put it up. Um, it's probably We'll probably start with just stuff with the RCR logo on it. I do want to commission artists to uh, make different styles of stuff. So that's a thing. Um, uh but I don't know what, I mean, it could be just catchphrases. 
probably I'll do them like one at a time. We won't do like a whole bunch. We'll do, we'll, we'll try one and then go on from there. It would have to be one of the more general ones and it's not going to be Brown, although it could be Brown. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but thank you for, thank you for, uh, your suggestion. It's a good one. Bor Boris. Thank you. Boris wouldn't be a podcast without you. There was a Brit doughboy hiking the Appalachian Trail in, four in full World War II camel gear in memory of his grandfather. Is he? Is he really? Because that's cotton. That's going to be heavy the second it gets wet. Does he have a support network? I mean, I don't doubt people's will. Is he wearing like a helmet? I mean, if he's a hard ass, he can do it. But the AT itself is the AT itself is unforgiving, even with expensive gear, expensive, lightweight, fast gear. I haven't heard of this guy. If anybody knows of this guy, put a link to me. Thank you, Boris. Boris says there's someone hiking the Appalachian Trail in full World War II gear as a memory to his grandfather. Huh. Now, I mean, now I got to see this. Is he really, is he through hiking it? Or is he just like bouncing from trail to town to trail town? Or is he just doing a section? I don't know. And I mean, it's kind of a, I mean, there is a certain poignancy to it, but also I imagine how many times he has to have the conversation about it. Kind of like someone who owns a steam-powered uh, car. Yeah. It's like, how how long do you own it before you get tired of having the conversations about it? It got that way with me with the POW after about a month. Yeah. It's like, like every time. As long um, as you didn't get to the... Which the, is nice about the Sarah. I rarely have to explain it. Huh? Hmm. Why? Do people just think it's a Miata or something? It just blend. It just looks like every other 90s, 90s coupe. And then even when you open the doors, no one really... like occasionally you'll get a double look mm. i get more comments about you know oh, you know driving on the wrong side of the car go, my name's henry and <laughs> that's it uh fall farther fall faller thank you for your donation thank you is youtube revenue only visible or is youtube rev revenue only viable on new videos or do your old videos still bring in substantial revenue yes the old videos still bring in substantial revenue uh nick's how old is uh the, the pontiac one uh, i think it was august 2019 yeah and that thing's there. usually top five earning videos every every month um thank you so no uh it seems to be that the move for, of course, there, there, there's many ways to approach the algorithm, but the way um, that seems to work for us is to have videos that are rewatchable because then that's a piece of uh, work that continues pulling its weight. Um, uh, so that fits into my philosophy of make videos that you want to watch because if you want to watch it, other people want to watch it and probably rewatch it. So, and that also. I believe it helps your algorithm if people rewatch it. I, 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 you know what? I don't, I don't think it can tell. Yeah. I, th I think I think a view is a view. Yeah. Or of course, an original view or a unique view is better. 
Well, they also do like it when you stay on the channel. Yeah. And you keep going around in circles. They like that as well. I mean, I, I, uh, um, of uh, course, like no, vi no video makes as much as it does in the first week ever again. But there is exceptions if something gets reposted. Something like, I think the DeLorean came back. You can yeah. look and then see another spike like a year later. Yeah. And it's people sort of discovering things for the first time. Right. But I mean, to the rewatchability argument, one of the nicest things anyone said to me about one of my videos was that they use it as a sleep aid, nice. which is because I use YouTube video essays as sleep aids. Yeah. And so it's nice to get the idea that it's like, you know, maybe I'm part of a playlist of videos that mm. people listen to, and maybe that's where a lot of the views are coming from. Mm -hmm. I mean, that uh, I'm not going to ask questions. I, for me, a views of you. So, yeah. and I appreciate them all. How long have we been going? An hour 20. Do you feel like keeping going or do you feel like the sign? Oh, I feel like keeping going. Right. I, I got good sooner. Okay. <laughs> Hourly B says, here's a two for question. Thank you, Hourly. Favorite fictional universe, Mass Effect, Battletech, uh, and opinions on, I don't know what this is. What is this word? Opinions on Hollow Live and the VTuber craze. I love it, but I hate that I do. LOL. I have no idea what that is. Me um, do I. I, I know a virtual YouTuber. Is that where just, I know that some people have motion capture and they do let's plays with those, but that's still a real person on the other side of the avatar is a virtual YouTuber just like like the movie Her with Scarlett Johansson and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix? Yeah, is it like that? I don't know. See, the thing about me and like trends and stuff, the second I'm done editing, I kind of get away from my computer. Yeah. And especially now that the weather's nice. I can go outside and the air isn't angry. <laughs> so, no, I have no idea. Um, um, my favorite fictional universe uh elder scrolls is kind of cool uh star trek is so wide that i guess star trek is kind of cool but then you have the movies versus the shows yeah um that's how i feel about Star. i don't like metal gear solid that's just like matt it's it's a mass massivatory universe. Yeah. Um, I I, I watched a, I or I speaking of things to put on to help you sleep. I put on the all the tape cassettes in uh, uh, Phantom Pain. Oh, and it's I do that six too. Hours. Yeah, it's a six and a half hour video, the marathon one, and I just listen to it, uh, and it's great. Like Major Zero coming to visit Big Boss in the hospital. Yeah. It's like great. It's part of my the sleep. Hamburgers place. of Kazuki, Kazasuki Miller or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'm like, who wants this much universe? Like, is this just. There's an impossible amount of lore. Yeah. But it's that, like, Japanese. Japanese drama and French drama are kind of similar in that they can be very serious yeah. and dry and factual and then screwball comedy in the next scene. It just flips like that. Yeah. And like complete fantasy. 
but the French do it better. And I can't explain why right now. Mm. Of course, I'm also always going back to the grand illusion because that flips between very serious social commentary and then also men in dresses. So, and then some slapstick and like pratfall. Actually, I don't think there's any pratfall. No, really? No, but there's like dry wit, actually not dry wit. No, like dumb, silly comedy in that movie about the decline of uh, uh, the, arist the, the uh, European aristocracy in World War One, and in ultimately a humanitist, hu uh, humanist film. But then all the Metal Gear ones, they all start the same. This is going to be a hard-hitting, realistic yeah. military thing, and then you have a man who shoots bees out of his mouth. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> pick a direction please but again this is not our culture no this is somebody else's culture we've just uh embraced it in the same way that the toyota sarah doesn't make sense no at all all it is is a commuter car and yet it's <laughs> serious <laughs> no i'm serious penis all my favorite fictional universes are like okay so almost any final fantasy game but particularly seven because growing up i always used to imagine that like my hometown was midgar because mm. i loved that feeling and i would play the um anxious heart uh song there are some translations just have it as anxiety and it's very like i'd walk around my town just like imagining that i lived in that world and it was my favorite Dream. thing in the world um and then uh bioshock i would love to like I love the concept of rapture and the concepts of Columbia. I just love the, the feeling, the style. Um, I love Star Wars, but like Brian said about Star Trek, it's almost too vast to narrow down. Um, but yeah, there are so many different things. Um, I mean, I guess I wouldn't want to live in the world of Final Fantasy X just because sin just keeps coming around and wiping things out, but... I guess in the post-sin world, that would be cool. Uh, but yeah, it's something where ultimately fictional universes, they mostly are video game type things. Oh, and I love like, it's a weird thing to say, like it sounds cool to live in Gotham, but I do think of Gotham City that way uh, as like a cool place to inhabit hmm. as a fictional universe. Um but that's because I was like big into Batman. So, you know, it's that type of mm -hmm. deal. Uh, Iced Ink here. It's been a while since I've caught a live stream. Hello, Iced Ink. Do you have any plans or do you have any interest to do another Lemons Rally, Gambler 500, etc.? I'm interested, but not right now because all the fun of doing the Lemons Rally is meeting up with people at the hotel bar afterwards. And um, that is more of a when this is all over thing to do. Because yeah. if we're like social distancing and all spaced out and there's no like, you know, clinking of glasses and padding of backs and that type of camaraderie, then I'm not interested. Yeah, because the the lemons rally is about people, not about cars, really. So, um, you could go to it, but it would be like, okay, now we're done. 
now to cover our asses, we all just have to go to our hotel rooms and close our doors and go to sleep. I was like, oh, no. <sighs> but good question. Uh, Boris, again, thank you. Please pour one out for my RAV4. The rust rot dares to try and take its life. Well, that's the thing about rust and cars. It's more, it's uh, all things end, including your frame structure. <laughs> so, hey, man. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I'll see you at the crossroads, so we won't be lonely. You won't be lonely. Ah, uh, proto something or other. Proto zero star. Nice. Funny meme because of the A32 Maxima video, which I died laughing in the first minute. And then I bought an A33 Maxima. Thank you for a first car choice. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> or you're welcome. I appreciate it. And I appreciate your donation. Cool. Glad it worked out for you. Tycho Thorpe says, when will you two, with guitarist The Edge, go go do a Honda Trail 125. That'd be cool. Go do a Honda Trail 125 Baja 1000 run. Wait, you want me to take a Honda Trail 125 on the Baja 1000? Huh. Hmm. Um, so just drive a tiny miniature motorcycle off-road for a long time? See, me and like off-road stuff, it like, it, it kind of lost its edge for me ever since I got done with like dual sports because i'm like oh i'm in nature more than i am on a forest road you know yeah. it's like around here you, you drive a back road you're pretty much well you're the, the joking thing about pennsylvania is you're pretty much off-roading anyway um but then you go on a dirt road it's like it smells the same looks the same only i can crash easier <laughs> so <laughs> well but again, we don't really live in a place around here in PA where you can go for a long time, long distances off road because we don't have like every single bit of like big nature is just a farm field. And if you're going to be an asshole on an off road, either on a bike or a four by four or a four wheeler riding through someone's plowed field, you're effing with their pocketbook. So it, it just never struck me in that way. Huh. Oh, not us. Um, um, I mean, well, if it's... So even a Honda Trail 125, it's, hey, let's go ride off-road, and hey, we got back, and I didn't wreck the bike, and I didn't knock the turn signals off, and I didn't bend the handlebars. Isn't today a wonderful day? You know, I'd rather just go hike, because then I can stop. And there aren't really a trail network around here where you can just, I like the idea of riding a motorcycle for a while and then setting up camp. That's kind of fun. But you got to get the bike to the trail. I'm not doing this. Mm. Small motorcycles. Because all road is effort. Can I just close the blinds and masturbate instead <laughs> <laughs> well you say uh off-roading's uh lost its edge for you and uh to that i would suggest uh you get a new edge 
Thanks, everybody. Have fun. Have a good time. No, I'm retiring from comedy forever. <laughs> Drew Mort with a very generous donation and no question. Well, thank you very much. Gerald Chapman says, uh, enjoy the AMC. I enjoyed the AMC doc. Have a beer on me. Ah, thank thank you. you so much. My dick is tired. Want me to get the sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting the sign. A walrus. A walrus says Dixon titties and Dixon titties and Dixon titties and Nixon 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 Nixon. I'm glad you still think that's funny. Thank you, a walrus. Chris Stockslager says, and thank you for the donation. It makes me smile how your Pennsylvania accents only come out with one word. Your what is it? Mario or Mario? Oh, that's exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> Mario World. Yeah. Mario. 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 I say Mario. Mario. Even Super the... Mario Brothers. Yeah. Super it's Mario's. a mini Mario. 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 Uh, B. Arthur pronounced it the same. Did she now? Hmm. I don't remember when she would have said Mario. Of course, I say that like Golden Girl is the only thing she ever did. It's All the right. best thing she ever did. Mm -hmm. Lo-fi camping guy. Oh, and I mean that in the nice way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If I used podcast quotes in a fiction story, how would you prefer I credit them to you guys? Re-listening to your old podcast, you say, uh, re I'm re-listening to old podcasts, you say some great lines. Hmm. If, you were, if I really wanted to be specific, I'm sure there is a MLA or APA citation <laughs> for a podcast. Yeah, but I think there's a website called like citeme.com or something like that. We yeah. can literally type in a website and it'll put the citation in it. Damn. And that would be like a hardcore way of doing it. First of all, because it would be very easy. You would just have to um, get the URL of the podcast, type it into like citeanything.com yeah. and then just copy and paste what it kicks out. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Michael. Zabo. Wait, is this, there's, a, there's a tilde over the O. It could be Zabo. Zabo. Because I don't know if that means Czechoslovakian, like I think. where you put the emphasis. Thank you for the donation. Evening, gents. I know we are still in the when it will be over stage. Yeah, we're going to be that way for the next three years. Um, but is there any plan even in the back of your mind to visit Europe? Of course. Yeah, I want to go to Germany. Be nice. Yeah, that's where I want to go. Australia gets priority over everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and then... Japan, maybe. J it's like... Japan is really uh, dependent on, like, a fixer. Yeah, Japan is dependent on a fixer. And it's dependent on America's foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Because, like, they're not... I don't think they would suffer Americans, like, tourism. Yeah. Uh, from, like... I, I was going to say... They, they suffered suffer us fools, in, like, but, big cities. That's the vibe that I get. Yeah. That they like our money. Yeah. But... Oh, Japan has been a place, like, I've always wanted to go. Like, after the UK, that's, like, number two. But nice. the issue is, like, there's such a huge barrier of entry in terms of, like, just 
the cultural differences, the language barrier, the, you know, the, the logistics of it alone are kind of daunting to think about in terms of needing mm-hmm. to do what we need to do mm-hmm. if we were to go over there, you yeah. know? So I don't know. Did we do everything? Thank you. Can I go do trail work now? <laughs> Yep. We did everything. All right. So Okay. We are gonna wrap this up because uh it is a lovely day out. Yeah. So this has been RCR podcast number ninety-five. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us. Thank you for your donations mm-hmm. and your time. Thanks for inviting us into your home and or wherever you're watching this. And ultimately, uh, you allow us to exist as a much larger channel than we actually are because of your kind donations here and on Patreon. So thank you for every view. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for just being you. And uh, until next time, I'm Nick. I'm Brian. Have a great rest of your week, everyone.